Mississippi is trailing other neighboring states in efforts to attract new high-tech business, jobs, and expansion because it does not teach computer science in all K-12 schools. Seaspire, a Mississippi-based telecommunications and technology service company, is championing efforts to boost the state's adoption of a solid computer science foundation in public schools so that our students will have more choices and job opportunities and the state can attract high-tech investment and growth in the future. The company recently aired a thought-provoking 30-second statewide television ad noting the progress neighboring states have made in this area and calling on Mississippi legislators to take action. Join myself, Casey Cumbus, the host of the Made in Mississippi podcast, as we explore the history of this grassroots effort to reshape and redefine the future of the Magnolia State. We'll uncover other insights on the company's motivations and plans in this interview with Seaspire CTO Carla Lewis and CMO Susie Hayes. Well, walk me through Seaspire's journey as it relates to being involved with computer science in our state. Um, I would say about five years ago, um, you know, just within our IT IT area, um, as we continued to grow and, and to innovate, um, we found it challenging really to find, you know, uh, all the right people with the right skills to fill the jobs that we had. Um, and at that time, we're talking about a lot of innovation, you know, automation, you know, in, in that space and really being an award winning, you know, IT group in the area. So so it was definitely important to us, you know, as an organization to continue to deliver on that. Um, so it as we tried to fill our jobs and really going to our colleges and we found that we didn't have a whole lot of graduates uh, graduating in the field, you know, of computer science um, so that they weren't available for us to hire to fill the job. So we had to look elsewhere um, and, and really outsource and look elsewhere to fill the positions to meet the needs of C Spire. But as we were doing that, you know, we found that it wasn't, you know, just a C Spire problem. Um, it was a, really a Mississippi problem. It really was a nationwide problem. And we started to look at, you know, the gap, you know, that existed, you know, across across the nation in the space. Um, so that's that that really triggered us to say, okay, this is a problem. And so this is an area where if we don't fix this, you know, Mississippi, you know, will continue, you know, to fall behind in this in this space. So we actually started, you know, a few initiatives, you know, in that area, mainly focused on getting our youth, you know, more involved and encouraging them to pursue, you know, degrees and careers, you know, in computer science to help fill the funnel for our state. Um, so it started with uh, we started um, we introduced a C-SPIRE coding challenge uh, that we felt that it's a high school competition that we bring in students from around the state, you know, to introduce them to the field of computer science. Yes, yeah. it's a competition, but they learn a whole lot, you and know, I, while, I, while they are here. Yeah, I had the opportunity to sit in on one. I think that's where we uh, first met, and it was so neat to see them mm-hmm. uh, engage and be so excited that's, that's about right. coding. That's right. And and, and and that's what we saw, right? Um, and it's grown, you know, over the years. But specifically, they get to engage in different initiatives and different challenges throughout the day. Throughout the day. So some of those challenges are coding challenges. Some of those challenges, you know, are puzzles. Some of those challenges that that's meant to help them hone in on those skills, you know, that you learn when you study computer science. Those problem solving skills, those computational thinking skills, the the skills that really changes the way you think. Um, so in there, you know, over the years it has grown, and now we have our next, you know, C three C Spire coding challenges coming up in March, um, and we actually have a waiting list. So we've seen that grow, yeah. you know, over time, and the interest in 
increase, and we know we're making a difference um, in the lives of our young people. So anytime we have those events, you know, our students leave, and, and over 90% of them tell us that, yes, you know, this was a great introduction. Um, this is something that I'm interested in doing, you know, in my future. Uh, and how is CSPIRE uniquely positioned to help with this uh, shortage of computer science skilled laborers? Yeah, I think from the standpoint of realizing this is a problem in a different way. You know, as a the leading company, the leading tech company in Mississippi, we really we were on the front row of watching the tech evolution unfold. So back five years ago, when we started realizing this was a problem for us, it's like Carlos said, it's not just a ceasefire problem, it's a Mississippi problem, it's a national problem. It's also not just a tech company problem. You know, we saw it first because we're a tech company, but it's also a problem for all companies because all companies rely so heavily on tech today and even more so in the future. Um, we also realized it wasn't just an IT problem. It's not just about coding. And I think that's one thing that people misunderstand when we say we need to have computer science in schools. It's not just to have more people who can code. You know, I run marketing. Now, Carla runs IT and networks, and she needs all of, um, she does need coders, so I don't want to steal from her thunder. But um, in marketing, even when we first started looking at this, we were already beginning to need people with more of a tech background. So if you think about marketing today, you, you know, it is very digital. Um, it is very tech enabled. And, you know, even in marketing, when we first started looking at this, we didn't have the skills in state. Since then, we've hired from Dallas, New Orleans, Birmingham. You know, we are unable to find the people in Mississippi to do jobs in marketing. So what does that say for other companies in every functional area in any company? You know, the bottom line is that companies need certain skills, um, tech skills, um, to be able to fill their jobs now, that'll even be even more true in the future. And so we, we're on the front line of that. And then if you think about children, you know, if they don't have the skills that they need to be competitive in the jobs of today and tomorrow, that's a real issue. So as Mississippians, you know, our we our families live, work, and play here too. Um, we didn't think that we could look away from that. You know, we felt an obligation to help ensure that our um, our state can thrive in the future, and that future really is now because we started five years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and I will add to that, and Susie makes a, a good point when we start to talk about computer science versus coding, and, and, and both are very important. Uh, but when you talk about, you know, computer science, we're here to, to let, you know, our youth and students know that no matter um, what their passion is, they can still live out their passion, you know, in their dream. What we're saying is we combine that passion you know, with computer science, um, that is, is going to make them a lot more valuable in the future and employable, you know, um, you know, across all companies. Every industry is innovating, every industry. Um, and that's why that's why this is needed. And every functional area is needed 
to make that innovation happen. That's right. Yeah. And, and you mentioned the coding challenge. Mm-hmm. Give me some other keystone moments along the last five years that C Spire has been a part of helping this problem. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that. C Spire, you know, is a founding sponsor of the Base Camp Coding Academy. Um, that's a, it's based in Water Valley, you know, Mississippi. And it's, it was the first of its kind of, of its, you know, coding academies in Mississippi. There are others um, now that exist, but all of them are based on Base Camp. Um, and I am on the board, you know, of, of Base Camp. So it's a year-long vocational training that actually prepares students to enter the workforce within one year out of out of high school, and they enter the workforce as a software developer, a junior developer. And I think um, that's worth like we've got to stop there. One year and you're in the workforce. Absolutely, so that's incredible. absolutely, yeah. it is. And, and we've proven C Spire has hired 13 graduates, about 13 graduates uh, from the base camp model. So we know it works. You yeah. know, we have them here. They're software developers. They're on the track, just like anyone else. Yeah. So that that's meant to help us fill the software development, you know, funnel, um, and and that's that's a big deal. Yeah. That that is that is a big deal. And, and just stopping there for a second, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. That's okay. You. That's you're, good. You're these great moments. Uh, are there any? And you don't have to use their name, but any yeah. students that come to mind that just you've seen Basecamp change their lives? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Martin Guzman, you know, is, is one who's with us, and he'll he'll tell you his story, and you may have seen some of the videos about about him. Uh, he came into the Basecamp, you know, program. Um, and his family had a background in Mexican, you know, restaurants, and and that's where he thought that he was going to be, you know, for the for the for the foreseeable future and really for his life. But but he'll tell you that base camp and ceasefire changed his life, uh, and so now he has a, a great career, you know, ahead of him um, right here at ceasefire, and he's been a, a great advocate. And now he actually has two brothers who are in base camp oh, how cool right is now, that? absolutely, yeah. and they're that's doing awesome. quite well. Yeah, he's one. Uh, Jotavius um, is another one uh, that we have here um, with us that has done great work. So he came in, you know, to the base camp program. He actually had other, you know, opportunities. So he chose, you know, base camp. Um, so he is a software developer. He's no longer he and Martin are no longer junior software. They are software developers. So they yeah. have progressed, you know, in their career here at Seaspire and bringing about great change and a lot of automation and innovation, you know, yeah. to the company. Got you. So we have the coding challenge. We have Basecamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other exciting things going so on in the state? So as a part, if you think about um, the Basecamp Coding Academy and the fact that we've proven that that model works, um, but we want it to scale you scale that and how do we introduce more students um, to to that type of model and how do we scale that across the state uh, which is what we wanted to do um, and so we introduced um, the C Spire uh, software development pathway that's a partnership you know that we have with Mississippi State University's research and curriculum unit um, and the Mississippi Department of Education and so we bring that same base camp model uh, into our high schools so after you know two years of high school and one year of community college. Our community college is a very key part of that program as well. Uh, students are able to leave that and have, have a degree and ready to enter the workforce in the same you know amount of time. Um, and C Spire uh, has invested $500,000 know, into that program. So we're into the first year. Uh, so we have 10 schools and community colleges who are participating in, in that program as we speak. And so that's really taking, you know, something that we were a uh, founding sponsor for, but also being the primary, you know, funder for, for really scaling that really across our state. It's always a little tricky to compare ourselves to other states, but I think sometimes that can be helpful. Uh, give us some insight on where are we stacking up in regards to this issue to our surrounding states? Yeah, I'll tell you that has really been um, something that has been a bit of a um, 
a frustration for us, I guess I could say, because we had the, I can remember sitting in a meeting with, um, and it was probably about three years ago, with all of the people we were working with um, on this. Because I want to be clear, C Spire is not doing all this. We've been working with a lot of partners to get these things done. And so we were sitting, um, we were sitting in a room with a, a room full of educators and all the different pieces of the puzzle to get this done five years ago. And I can remember putting a slide up that said, you know, we have an opportunity today to be number one. Like we talked about being the Silicon South and how we really had an opportunity to take Mississippi from last to first. And so it's a little bit heartbreaking for us to be sitting here at this point and being behind our neighboring states. You know, back then we talked about kids learning to code in kindergarten in California, and that seemed far away. Um, now, when you're talking about states like Arkansas and Alabama, who are right next door to us being ahead, um, you know, I don't know, Casey, you know us because you've, we've talked um, uh, before is, you know, we, we like to win. We like to be competitive and we want our state to be ahead. So, um, you know, the bottom line answer to that question is we're behind even our neighboring states. So now that said, this is continues to be a national problem. And I still believe, and I think we all still believe there's still time for us to take a strong stance on this, get this done and be leaders. You know, it's it, there is time for us to push Mississippi's economy forward with this and really create a workforce that other states envy. You know, there's time for that, but the time is now. You know, we're we're running out of that runway fast. And we and we sit in the room to Susie's point uh, with with teachers, you know, with administrators, with education leaders, um, you know, and we talk about, you know, why, why are we not there? Um, and they feel that there are barriers that exist, but we know that those barriers can be removed. Um, we talk about, you know, teacher shortage uh, as, as being a barrier, and, and it is real. But we have to think differently about how we fix that problem and how we remove the barrier. And as a technology leader, we, we can solve that with technology. Um, yes, it will be difficult to get a computer science teacher or the current issue, an algebra teacher, you know, to every rural school in the state. But we can reach them with technology. We can reach them with a distance learning, you know, type model uh, where we find the best teacher or teachers and bring that content, you know, to them, you know, via technology. And, and we feel that that is the answer. We talk about computer science, but we feel that that could be a part of the solution for other teacher, teacher shortage in other areas as well. It's a big deal. Um, and we talk about a not enough time, you know, in, in, the, in the day. Right. But what we're talking about is how do we you know, bring technology into just the just the normal modern day teaching, you know, and learning in the classroom. That's what we're talking about doing. Yes, there are some specific courses that exist, but also at some levels we that needs just need to be a part of the normal instruction. Because especially at our elementary school level, those kids are in technology already. You know, they're using it yeah. every day. That's that's they, they were born into it. Yeah. Or go to a restaurant or right. in town they're, and they're you there. see kids. They're there. So they're ready in technology, for it, yeah. You know, in the classroom. So we want you really how how are they being taught? You know, it it can it can we can deliver it the same way. And, and recently, you guys uh, had an ad in the Super Bowl about this problem. Uh, maybe tell our listeners that might not be familiar with it what the ad was and really the heart behind it. Yeah, definitely. So um, the ad really 
is introduced by what is a um, seemingly a representative from a different state. So I think the first one is Alabama, and they're thanking Mississippi for sending jobs their way. And um, we knew going in that that was going to be a little bit disruptive, and that was by design. You know, this is something we've been working on for about five years. We've spent lots of money on it. And while there have been improvements made, we knew that this was really, um, this is where the window is starting to close. So we knew it was important to be disruptive and also paint the picture of what not what is not just going to happen in the future, but what is already happening. You know, we talked earlier on about how even in marketing, um, we have to hire people from other states. That's not our preference. We're a Mississippi-based company. We want to be able to employ the people of Mississippi. Um, but we also know that there's just not there wasn't a wide awareness, and we needed to put the message out there in a way that was hard hitting enough for people to pay attention and see that hey, you know what's going on? Why would we? Why would we? Why would be? Why would Ceasefire be saying this? Um, so we knew we had to be disruptive. We knew we had to make the put the point across. And frankly, you know, we have spent, and Carla, who is our chief technology officer, has spent a lot of time over the past five years on this. And we were frankly to the point of, does this really make sense? You know, um, while we can see the writing on the wall and we see what's happening and we see the importance of getting computer science in schools, in the end, if Mississippi's not behind that, then we need to stop spending time on it, essentially. So this was really our effort to say, you know, if we're going to take that approach and we're going to back away from what we feel is a really important, urgent issue for our state, then we need to give the people of Mississippi an opportunity to share their voice and to know that, you know, this is a moment in time. You know, this is the moment in time that is going to determine the future of our state, the future of our economy, and the future for our children. And um, we wanted that to be a decision that we made as a state. And if we want to look away and not prioritize computer science in schools, then, you know, we're at that point of, well, then that's what then we need to stop spending time on it. You know, frankly, this 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 problem has been solved for us as a company. We have we're a tech company. We do uh, we have remote workers. We have WebEx in every conference room, including this one that you're looking at. Um, you know, we can employ anyone in the world. So this is not about ceasefire. This is about our state and ensuring that we can compete in the future. I guess paint this picture for our listeners. Uh, what has you excited about what our future could look like if we act, if we take action? I think the future can be very bright. I mean, you know, if you think about what what we've just talked about, the risk of not doing this, the upside is that, um, you know, and this is what we've heard from a lot of people who have been sending in their um their messages to the legislator, for example. You know, we've heard from parents who are, you know, that want the, their children to be competitive in the workforce. Um, we've heard from business owners who want to be able to employ Mississippians, you know. So I think the future really is a really strong economy built on the technology that the world, world runs on, you know. So... Um, there's a very strong um, 
positive out of this for sure. Right. And I will say that, you know, over for the, over the past, you know, five years, C Spire has invested over $3 million into all of these different initiatives. What we're saying is, is that we want every student in our state to have the same access. We have some school districts, you know, are doing what they need to do, but we have, you know, many schools, we talk about less than 50% are teaching, you know, computer science. But we want to make sure that every school, you know, in our, in our state, um, in every student, you know, in our state, um, you know, has that opportunity really to learn these, these skills because and we don't want anyone to be at a disadvantage. And today, some students are at a disadvantage. And what we're saying is we want this for all students. Yeah. Right. And even to go back to base camp, I mean, these are people who, that, you know, no one in their family has gone to college. And now they're, you know, the average salary for, um, someone who codes is $75,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Talk about the life-changing impact right. of that kind of opportunity for mm-hmm. the people of our state. And that trickle-down of communities, mm-hmm. seeing right. those, those Exactly. I mean, we're the poorest state yeah. in the nation. Right. It could be huge. Right. You think about the benefits to our kids, you know, the benefit to businesses within mm-hmm. our state, and also the economy in general. Yeah. Um, and, and, and being, you know, the technology leader and also having a state that has uh, people with the skills. Think about how that can attract, you know, other businesses and other opportunities right. to our state. And also we talk about, you know, the, the, the brain drain. And, and knowing that, yes, that our students and our young people know that there are opportunities right here, you know, in Mississippi and keep them here. So someone's listening and they, they realize the problem. They want to be a part of the solution. Give them a call to action. Yeah, so we have, as part of our um, Mississippi's Future Can't Wait campaign, which I'm sure that you've seen, um, we have a, a the ability for people to text FUTURE and um, tell their legislators directly that they support this. And so there is a default form. And so we were really surprised at how many, but you can also write your personal story. And we were surprised that most of those so far have been personal notes to their legislators. And we've also heard stories of the legislators emailing them back. And that's great too. So I feel like this has really become a movement. This is something that we had hoped to engage the public on um, because we really believe that was the only way to make the difference that needs to be made at this point. Um, and so far, 100% of both the Senate and the House um, legislators have been contacted um, by multiple emails. So, um, so yes, and, you know, the it's not over. You know, we still um, are at... A point where we have not gotten bills through. Bills have been introduced in the House and Senate, which is great. Um, but you know that's a that's a process, and so we need um, the people of our state to let our legislators know that this is important to them. You know, um, yeah. So what um, what everyone can do is text future to five zero four five seven, and that lets you email directly to your legislator. Um, so far, we've had 100% reach, but it's important to keep those messages coming in because we have a long way to go. We have two bills introduced, but we need to get them all the way through um, the process. So we're asking that the public um, help us out with that and stay behind it. Yeah. Well, ladies, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.